If you can believe it, you can achieve it. This is something that you hear a lot of. And I get it. I get it because if you're going to do something, you got to believe in what you're doing. That's true. But guess what? Belief by itself doesn't get you anything. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Entrepreneur Lives. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about working on a business and not in a business. Working on a business is one of the main things that people, I suppose, should be doing, entrepreneurs and business owners, but they tend not to. A lot of people start their business and they have the great intentions of, you know, working less hours and making lots of more money compared to maybe they have worked uh, for somebody else in the past. And when they look at, I suppose, the difference between that, they think that they're going to get a lot more freedom and time. But then they find out in a very uh, fast way that, in fact, they don't have any more free time and that uh, their income sometimes can drop dramatically because starting a business can sometimes be tough. And of course, the entrepreneurial road and the entrepreneurial route can sometimes be very lonely. But there are ways to combat that in many different aspects. And the first thing is to, I suppose, get behind your belt some of the necessary skills that can combat that or help to combat it in many different ways. When we look at, and we spoke about it last week, when we talk about the mindset and how to crack the right mindset, well, I suppose when we look at the mindset, it's probably the most important aspect. Why? Because it's the way you think. It's what you think about is ultimately what turns out or what manifests uh, the results of what you're getting. If you don't change the way you're thinking, well, then certainly you won't get the results that you want. Some people can find that they read the books and they listen to lots of different videos and, and do it over and over again. And that's enough for them to adapt the skills they think they need. But unfortunately, it never happens in that way. You will only learn a certain amount of uh, information uh, when you read and you'll only learn a certain amount of information when you watch videos. Whereas when you look at the aspect of uh, somebody that may be uh, teaching you, uh, you learn a lot more, a lot quicker. So when we look at, I suppose, looking at it from a mentorship point of view, um, I suppose some people talk about mentors on the basis that uh, they have a mentor, but in fact, they don't really. They just have somebody they look up to and they admire and they follow. But if that person is not actually teaching them or doesn't have a vested interest within them, well, then it's not really a, a mentor as such. Um, so I suppose mentors are classed in different ways and in different categories by different people. There's one thing I can say is when I started my entrepreneurial journey many years ago, 32 years ago, you know, I wanted to be the person that uh, wanted to do it all on my own. I didn't want any help from anybody. Why? I have no idea why I decided to do that uh, or where it even came to me making that decision. But certainly I went on for at least 20 years uh, of not getting help from anybody else. I'm trying to do it all on my own. And uh, I could have done it probably in five years as opposed to 20 years um, because of the fact that I didn't ask for help and I didn't look for, um, I suppose, help from anybody else. What I did do was I spent a lot of time reading books and watching videos and back then uh, cassette tapes and DVDs. Um, and I did many trainings uh, over the years. But did I really learn from them? Not really, because I now know the way the mind works and I now understand the amount of information that the mind takes in. And I also understand the concept of beliefs and behaviors. And the problem with beliefs and behaviors is that you adapt them whilst you're quite young. And sometimes you adapt a lot of them uh, from your ancestors. 
Therefore, it doesn't matter what you tend to want to learn or what you tend to want to do if you're caught up with your beliefs, your behaviors, and of course, which combat your habits uh, and you're not prepared to change them and become uncomfortable. Well, then you find you end up being the same. And that is just what happened to me for them 20 years or more. I was still the same person. I was learning lots of information and gaining lots of knowledge. But that's all it became was knowledge. The knowledge stuck in the top part of my brain and my conscious and it never sunk into the subconscious. So therefore, it didn't act on it and it didn't become or form part of any of my new habits. When when I eventually uh, got a, a second uh, will to to run my business and make it better uh, when all the other problems uh, associated with the business happened. Um, I then realized how easy it should have been and how I should have looked for uh, a mentor or a guide uh, earlier in my uh, entrepreneurial experience. And as a result of doing that uh, some four or five years ago, uh, it has multiplied my effectiveness in so many different ways because I realized that I can think differently. I can change my uh, beliefs and my behaviors and my habits. And of course, my thought process, which is the reason why I got into a lot of problems in the first place. Um, so it has allowed me, as I'm sure many others, to change their lives in so many different ways. If somebody is looking for the happiness, health and wealth or abundance, whatever that may be, um, well, then certainly... If you find that you're caught up in only one or two uh, of them at the moment, well, simply by changing your thought process and adapting the necessary skills to allow you to, you know, run a business and uh, develop uh, to whatever it is you want in life. Well, then simply changing that thought process can do that. And that's why we talk about the mindset and why it's so important. But then there's the other aspects of it when we talk about our health and our wealth. And so. For me, if I go back again, because I was trying to do it all on my own, I'm certainly working, you know, 16 and 18 hour days every day, 24 hours, seven days a week. And um, because I thought I had to, I lived on fear, doubt and worry that, you know, the business would drop off or I wouldn't be making the same amount of income I was making if I stopped working the hours. I always felt I needed to be there in the business, constantly doing something. But again, like I said, what I later learned is that I didn't. And, you know, it went to the stage where I was able to run my business doing four hours a day and I was able to complete a lot more within that four hours because uh, effectively I had uh, set it up and systemized the business in many different ways. So as entrepreneurs, we're all the time thinking and we're all the time trying to be creative. But in fact, we don't really need to do that because when we step back out of a business and start working on it instead of in it, uh, we start to get even more creative and it tends to flow. And of course, when we talk about the thinking, you tend to be in uh, what we call a better vibration um, as opposed to being stuck in the thick of your business and trying to solve problems or fight fires all day long, because that's what most business owners do. And when you're fighting the fires or when you're in the thick of it, with the trouble and the problems, you know, you can't solve the problems the way you should, because it's Albert Einstein that said you can't solve, solve the problems with the same thinking you went into them. And that is very true, because when you're in the thick of it, uh, you're almost uh, blinded uh, by the solution because you can't think straight. But when you're outside of it, uh, you can come up with solutions to solve the problems very, very rapidly. But also when you set up uh, systems and create systems around your business, uh, well, then when problems occur, you follow the system or that approach to your system to solve the problems.
And that's why um, I've come up with, I suppose, uh, 21 steps effectively that allows uh, a person or an individual to adapt the necessary skills uh, in order for them to uh, be able to run a business successfully and grow a business. When we look at it from a personal aspect, um, there are certain elements uh, that we forget about. So like what I said, when we talk about our health, our, our abundance, um, we're not too really keen on that because we tend to be trying to strive our way forward with the actual business itself, keep the income coming in and then just keep going. But in fact, sometimes that can also affect our personal relationships. It can affect our uh, personal uh, surroundings. Um, and of course, uh, from a mental uh, point of view, it can affect us there also. Um, and of course, that that affects the abundance because sometimes you can have a successful business and you can have a lot of abundance, but you may not have the health uh, and happiness Or some people might have a lot of happiness, but they don't have the health and the abundance. Because again, it's a fine line between all three, but it's important that you set it up in a way that it is uh, allowing you to do uh, a little bit of everything in the same way. But again, it's all back to the way you think. And that's why we talk about the mindset. Then there are aspects of when we look at um, a business and we talk about goals and people say, oh, goals, 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 you know, goals don't really make much of a difference. Well, do you know what? They actually do, because what you've got to remember is that most people set goals that they think they're going to achieve. And if you ask somebody to set a goal that's above what you think or what they think they're going to achieve and they set them, but they don't really strive for them. But however, if you start to think in a different way, and you start to work from the end backwards and, you know, picking some sort of goal that really excites you or something that you've always wanted. And then you start putting together almost like a business plan or a roadmap of how you're going to get there and then start to take actionable steps on a daily basis to get yourself to that goal. So whether that's a financial goal, whether it's a personal goal, it doesn't really matter. The main thing is that you set it. And then you decide that you're going to take the action to get there. And of course, then when we look at uh, moving towards that, we've got to look at what them actionable steps are. So every day you would ask yourself, have you done something that particular day that brought you closer to the goal? And if you say no, well, then you say, well, what am I going to do tomorrow that's going to bring me closer to that goal? And of course, if you make that decision and you take them actionable steps, why wouldn't you start to reach the goal? I'm not saying that you're going to do a million dollars or a million euros and that, you know, you're currently on 10,000 euros or $10,000. And then you like it's a big step to get from where you are to where you want to go. There are lots of things that are going to have to change mindset included. But the difference is that if you start taking actionable steps towards that million, well, then you know what? You'll find yourself that you will jump from 10 to maybe 100 or two or 300 in a very short period of time because you're taking the necessary steps. Then, of course, we move on to a business plan. Most people do a business plan. So it's almost like a goal as well. They tend to put together some sort of business plan, but they don't really follow through on it because it's a case of they write it down and leave it. And then it's just there for the bank or whatever. But in fact, if you were to do a business plan based around your goals and based on the actionable steps you're going to take and then monitor that, be accountable to yourself on a regular basis, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Well, then, do you know what? You're going to start seeing that business plan format to exactly what you want. And that's why we talk about the roadmap. 
because the roadmap is the way to get you forward. Now, then we also implement behaviors. If you don't change your habits, i.e. your behaviors, uh, to allow you to take them actionable steps, well, then you know what? Nothing happens. And then we often look at sometimes where some may, you know, three months, six months, 12 months pass by, maybe even a couple of years, and they go, oh, I never done that. I must do that next week. I must do that next month. I must do that next year. And then it turns into never doing it. So that's the difference between setting goals, putting a business plan in place, and then developing your roadmap to allow you to get there. Because it doesn't really matter about the how. It's more about this is what you want to do, not what you need. But it's also about the excitement of getting there. So what it is that excites you, whether that's a car, whether it's a home, whether it's, you know, multiplying your business or whatever. That's what the important aspect is. And then we also look at systems. So the systems that you set up to allow you to make your life easier. Like what I said earlier, I mentioned that I had set up systems within my business that allowed me to work instead of 18 and 16 hour days. It brought me back to three and four hour days simply because I automated the whole business, not automated in every way, shape or form. I just mean a lot of stuff that was taking up a lot of my time. We were able to set up what we call business tracking systems. So we would have an Excel format that maybe would contain the various elements of each employee and what their activities were each day. We would print that off. We would give it to each individual and each individual would follow with their activities. If there was something not followed, well, then it affected the next system. And then, of course, it was the very same, whether we were running a retail store or whether we were uh, the service engineers or whether it was the office or the girl in accounts or the girl that was answering the phones. It didn't matter. Everything was listed for each individual of what they had to do and what they had to complete. And then the same was uh, with, with problems and issues. So everybody recorded something that may have gone wrong. And then we uh, had a, a file. Uh, which is in our tracking system, where we listed how to solve them problems. And over time, it became a big database of information that allows to solve a lot of problems in a very short period of time. If we had an engineer on the road, he was familiar with how he was to you know, treat his vehicle. He was familiar how he treated the equipment. He was familiar about uniforms. He was familiar about how he filled the vehicle with gas or petrol or diesel, or whatever the case may be, because it was all created into a system. And that allowed me to step back from the business and create them systems so that everything worked smoothly. Not saying it was perfect, but for sure, it definitely worked a lot smoother. And of course, anything that gives you back more time and allows you to step back from a business, that doesn't matter what size your business is or what product you do or what service you provide. At the end of the day, if you're working way too many hours, it's because you haven't systemized your business. You think you have to be there all the time, but in fact, you don't. Okay, And then you've also got uh, standard operating procedures, which is a bit like what you would use to systemize your business. And a lot of this stuff can be easily implemented, but you can't implement it if you don't know what you're doing. If you're trying to implement it on your own without any help, it becomes quite difficult when you're trying to do everything else. And then we have the key performance indicators. So this is where we would track and look at each element of the business and what it was doing and where it was going. So we were able to tell from a marketing aspect how many uh, calls come in from a particular website, how many phone calls we were taking in. So if I had a business owner who was a one-man band, we would ask them how many calls they took in per week. 
how many jobs or services they provided as a result of the phone calls. So that would be an example where somebody was taking 50 calls and say they only answered 24 and say they got one job for every 50 calls they got. Well, then we know that that could be uh, there could be a significant improvement there because if they only answered 24, well, what happened the other 23 calls? Because they only answered, uh, they got a job out of one. So literally what you're talking about is you when you start to keep KPIs, you start to see the numbers, you get data. And the data allows you to establish where you may be losing money, where you may be leaving money on the table. And of course, where you can improve that. And a little tweak to something like your KPIs can make a significant difference at the end of the day when it comes to running a business. When we talk about marketing, it's quite simple to market any business, but most people get caught up with having to spend money on ads. And they think by throwing buckets of money at ads, you're going to get loads and loads of more work. And you know what? They find then it doesn't work and that they don't get loads of more, but they find that they spent a lot of money on ads. And the thing about ads is that it has to be very significant to what it is you're doing and who you're going after. But what's the point in you? throwing money after a lot of ads when you haven't even got your own system set up with your current business. So when you tend to set everything up in a productive way, you start to find that you can have, well, you'll know your profits and losses um, and you can start to see where you can expand and how you can expand purely by having that data there. Then there are lots of tips, I suppose, and tricks that you can utilize when it comes to marketing. Uh, and of course, then when we talk about the profit and loss, it's important that that's tracked as well. And you keep that in your tracker system on the basis of what's coming in and what's going out and what profits you're making. And that allows you to make a lot of decisions, whether that's daily or weekly. We talk a lot about wealth building as well. And wealth building is where you might decide that you're successful in many ways. You have a lot of income coming in, but you're probably wasting it on, on certain elements, but you don't really know what you're wasting it on. And that's where uh, when you track it and use a tracking system, you see what's coming in and what's going out and what profits are. And maybe you want to move them profits over to a second account so you can utilize that to build some wealth, whether that's to buy a property or whether it's to buy do an acquisition with another business where you double your, your turnover in a very short period of time. Um, there are many different ways you can utilize that through your own personal wealth or through you being a director of your business. And then I suppose money is one of the important aspects. We talk a lot about money in the past and entrepreneurs tend to, I suppose, have what we call paradigms surrounding money. So a lot of people tend not to be very good with money and how to utilize money. And, you know, because money is energy, it's not really uh, something that, uh, you know, you can claim to own effectively, but people do that. It's it becomes almost um where people become attached to it in a way that it's so important in their lives. And that's where the problems then begin, because it's a bit like somebody having won the lottery. You find that in a short period of time that they've no money left. It's all gone. And that's because they've had a paradigm surrounding money. They've never been used to having a large amount of it. So they tend to get rid of it as quickly as they made it. But when you start to teach yourself how money works and how it operates, well, then you start to become comfortable with it and then you start to know what to do with it. And of course, the awareness around that is very, very important. When we talk about building our business and some growth hacks, because there are lots of growth hacks for a business to build. Um, and a simple one is where, you know, I spoke to a, 
um, a cleaning uh, company recently, and they talked about uh, increasing their price by 10 percent. And let's say if somebody is doing a hundred thousand, and you increase, in, in, sorry, increase your um, prices by ten percent. Well, that's a hundred and ten thousand. So immediately you've got an extra ten thousand uh, on top of the hundred thousand because you've just increased your price. It's a simple but very effective way to grow a business in a rapid amount of time. And um, making decisions on that is a big thing because for everybody, a decision can either make you or break you. Some people tend to take a lot of time on trying to make decisions. They surround themselves with problems and issues with just trying to make a decision. But the reality of it is, is when you make a decision quickly and change it, if ever, slowly, um, you find that you'll move very, very quickly. Because, again, it doesn't matter what goes wrong based on that decision. You deal with it, but you don't let that affect the rest of your business and what you do. But there is a technique uh, to making decisions. And again, it's based around data and knowledge. Like what I said, if you're keeping all this data on your business and you're keeping all the tracking systems and the KPIs, which are not very time consuming, you will find that you can make decisions very quickly on what you need to do, or where you need to go with your business. You know, when we look at one of the biggest aspects for a lot of people, uh, especially since COVID is staff. Um, you know, when we talk about leadership, it's really important within our business as entrepreneurs, as business owners, that we become very effective leaders within our business because the staff and people around us look up to us. We're the ones directing them going forward. When you set up systems like what we said earlier, uh, they feel more comfortable because they know what they have to do. When there's a problem, they know what they have to do. If you're involved in a business and it's chaos all day, every day is chaos. That's chaotic for the employee also. That's chaotic for your work colleagues. But when you have everything set up in a systemized approach, you find that it becomes a lot easier. And of course, they become more comfortable. And what happens? You will attract better people to work with you because it's more informed. You have a system. It quickly identifies if there's a problem with an employee, if they're not following the system or not performing their jobs or not performing their KPIs. So they're not, you're not getting the results that you're getting from other employees. Again, very effective um, and not that difficult to implement. Again, it's about attracting and retaining staff for your business. But there are several different ways you can do that. One is like what I said earlier, becoming an effective leader uh, for your staff, but also uh, becoming uh, or setting up uh, all these uh, skills uh, to allow you to track each and every uh, effective way within the business. But also there are other areas where you can attract and retain staff because there are several different aspects of what you can add to that. And then, of course, the last thing I'm going to quickly go over is masterminds. And it's really about hanging around with people that, you know, hanging around with people that think the same as you do. Because let's face it, uh, if you're hanging around with people that are negative or people that uh, tend to be giving you the wrong advice, that's not going anywhere. Well, then it's time to move on. It's time to start hanging around with people that are going to help you and guide you. And sometimes I've heard uh, Bob Proctor say it before, you know, surround yourself with people that see more in you than they see in your and you see in yourself. And it's very true because at the end of the day, when you start to hang around with like minded people, you see the good in them and they see the good in you. And of course, it's a win win situation. So, again, thank you again for listening to Entrepreneur Lives. Um, it was a pleasure to go through all the different aspects of an entrepreneur's life as I did and some of the aspects that they can certainly uh, change for the better. 
Um, like always, anybody needs any more uh, on what we've spoke about uh, in today, um, please do make contact um, because we have generated uh, a program uh, to suit exactly what we've just talked about. So again, thank you, everybody, and take care, and we will see you next week uh, in the next episode.